Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Merkel Media. Hey you everybody, welcome to Back It Up Fridays with Hammerlane Legends, I'm your host Jack Merkel, and I'm here to deliver you the goods on a Friday. Uh, before we get into this week's show everybody, I just wanted to give you an update on this week's Hammerlane episode uh, that's supposed to be scheduled for Wednesdays. Uh, we had a little bit of an issue with some of the audio that was uh, going to be put out for this episode. Um, so this, this past few days I've been trying to master the audio as best as possible uh, so that you guys have as good of a listening experience as possible. So pardon the interruption and the listening schedule. Uh, keep your ears peeled, because tomorrow I'm going to be putting it out then uh, in the afternoon. So that's Saturday, uh, July 29th. Sorry, I had to look at the, had to look at the calendar. Uh, so it's going to be Saturday, July 29th. It'll be in the afternoon. Uh, that's when we're going to be releasing what would have been Wednesday's episode uh, but as for right now, I have most of the audio uh, seemingly mastered. It's just it's just a few little things that are kind of giving me some trouble. Uh, but anyway, that is uh, mostly the business. Uh, as far as what we have in store for you today, we have episode 89, Straight from the Pit, uh, with Randy. Um, Randy had joined us on episode 76 to share his incredible stories of the worst accidents, uh, the w- 
basically one of the worst accidents that we've ever heard on the show. Um, and he came back on just to share some other more lighthearted stories uh, from the road. And it was a really good episode. Uh, Randy, you know, if you're listening still, I hope that everything's been good and that you're doing well. Uh, but these were great episodes. And um, yeah, so thank you all so much for your patience for this past Wednesday. Uh, keep your ears peeled on Saturday. That is July 29th. Around three o'clock, I'll try and put it out then. Uh, as long as everything seems to be working at that point with the audio, then we'll have a good episode for you. It's a, uh, a little sneak preview. It is a returning guest. That would be uh, Mr. Toot Toot Flatbed Mike. Uh, so I hope you guys are all ready for a wild one. It is going to be an exceptional show. Uh, so just I hope you're ready for for tomorrow's episode. Uh, as well as this episode right now, two very good episodes right in a row. So anyway, thank you all so much. Have a great weekend and enjoy the show. Peace out. Merkel Media. He put it in park, threw over the driver's door, ran out the side of the car, across the front of it, and jumped right off the side of the bridge in front of me. The only people who really pulled over were truckers. He said, we're going to Hodge, and he didn't slow down. He went across the median onto the oncoming traffic, but where they could see him coming, they just got out of the way. I noticed his plane was really low. He went right in front of us, hit the fence, and it spun around. You know, 30 seconds more, he could have hit us. I went around that truck and a guy stepped out from behind the truck and threw a piece of wood and shot through my window just like a spear and stuck in the back of the cab of my truck. That's probably one of the stranger things I've seen. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to Hammer Lane Legends. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. And I am Brian Merkel. We're really glad that you're here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with us on the show, go ahead and shoot us an email. Our email address is hllpodcast at protonmail.com. That's hllpodcast at protonmail.com. Or go to the website, hammerlanelegends.com. Hit the contact section, and you can reach us that way as well. Either way works for us. Just get a hold of us. Dad, let them know about that voicemail line that still needs to be named. Oh, fantastic. You know what? The voicemail line is an awesome thing. Give us a call. If you have a short story, five, ten minutes long, it's 515-585-MERK. That's 515-585-6375. Give us a call. Leave a voicemail. We have a voicemail show coming up here in the future. I don't know when, but we're going to do one in the future. Trust me. All right, friends. Make sure you and your family are prepared with preparewithhll.com. That's preparewithhll.com. There you get yourself some survival food and emergency supply gear, survival gear. It's going to be a great option for you to use as a resource in the coming future, friends, because doom and gloom waits ahead. And just remember, I mean, this is this is the Christmas season. This is a great time to buy somebody you love yeah. something to be prepared for the future with. Yeah, there's some great deals going on right now on our website. So go ahead, check it out, preparewithhll.com. And friends, last but not least, keep us caffeinated. Keep us caffeinated. So, Dad, what can they do to keep us caffeinated? They can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Hammerlane and buy us a coffee. Keep the show caffeinated. Keep us going. Keep us moving. Keep us talking. You got diesel, DEF, and caffeine. That's what truckers run on. You got that right. All right. So we got Frederick coming on today. That would be 
Randy. Randy Frederick coming on today, and he is going to be talking. Actually, this is a part two because we had Randy on the first time over the phone, right? Yes, we did. And he heard it, and he's like, you know what? I want to come in studio and talk some more. And we said, okay, brother. Pitt, Ohio family is always welcome. Yes, sir. So let's get to Randy right now. All right, we're recording. All right. All right. Today we got Randy in studio. We've had Randy. Do you remember? Does anybody remember what episode Randy was on? I don't remember. It wasn't too long ago. It's not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I I believe it was August. It was back in August. Uh, I'll look it up while we're talking and stuff, but, uh, you, you called in and we had you on the phone and, uh, you decided you wanted to join us again for an in-studio visit. And Amen, brother. Whenever we get a chance to have somebody in studio, that's great. It's not an invitation to everybody, just the Pitt, Ohio guys. All you Pitt, Ohio guys listening right now, every single one of you are welcome in studio to hang out with us. Right, Dad? Right. But it's also <laughs> open to anybody who's close by wants to come in. So. No, well, no, that's the thing, though. This is my house. And oh, yeah, I, Sorry. I, yeah. Nope. It's just Pit Ohio, guys. That's o- it. Only people that we're actually connected to. <laughs> only people that we're actually connected to, and I can uh, vet them, you know? Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm so only, welcome, Randy. I'm only here for the free gifts and the gratuities. Oh, that's awesome. I knew I was forgetting something. I knew I was forgetting something. Where are the free gifts, Tony? Free gifts. When do I get one? Oh, <laughs> I've yeah. been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I I gave you a podcast. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there's, your, there's your free gift. You know, everybody wants something free these days. Everybody wants free stuff. And now we got the bug of free, free stuff bit by you. That's or, right. Uh, let's see here. I'm a giver. As long as it says Hammer Lane Legends on it, you know. Amen, brother. One wrong move. That's what it was. 76, right? Episode 76, one wrong move. Yes. Um, now, uh, you, you came down here and you saw the nuclear power plant and you shared a story that I want you to share. I know, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm staring. I looked at Tony and said, this is a story yeah. for the show. That's why usually we try to usher people into the studio as fast as possible because they tend to start talking about everything yes. they want to talk about before we start recording. <laughs> but um, what were we just talking about? Though? Automated trucks. Automated trucks and stuff. In 30 right? years. So, yeah, so Randy, what are, Yeah, definitely. It's 100% yep. only coming the day after. Yes. You retire. Yes. You've heard of the movie The Day After. Well, yeah. that's what it's all about. <laughs> the day after I retire, the world falls apart. So I have a feeling, uh, Randy, you probably agree more with my dad than me on automated trucks. What are your thoughts on the whole idea of automated trucking? I think it's coming whether we like it or not. Yep. Uh, really, they got cars now that, quote, can parallel park if you can't. And to me, if you can't park it, you don't belong driving it forward. Wow. Now there's a man after my own heart. I like it. Yes. I like it. And that's what I taught all my kids when my kids learned to drive. So, you know, you can't parallel park. You ain't going forward. So, and they all did. See, it's incentive. That's right. But the trucks are coming and, but yet I almost see it like the, the train locomotives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's still a guy up in that cab. Even though the train goes on by itself. Yep. Like it or not. That's the way it's going to be. And, but you know what? Back in late eighties, my dad worked for Mack truck for 30 years after he was turning wrenches, being a mechanic and decided to bail out of the garage and go build trucks. But 
he showed me in one of Mac's booklets that even in the late 80s, they experimented with a truck where they drove it from Allentown to L.A., where one guy drove the first truck and another truck followed the first truck mm-hmm. with no driver in it and did everything the first truck did and followed it completely driverless wow. to the other end. So actually the guy was technically pulling doubles. Right. Well, it's, and, and, and now now the, the, the new lingo for that is platooning. Platooning. Yes, I, I did learn that. From, from the, the podcast, from the podcast I was yeah, listening so, to. somebody sent us a podcast uh, on uh, Instagram. I think it was on a DM. And I don't remember who it was, but they said to check it out. And, and I, I sent it to you and you check it I out. I listened to the whole thing. It was yeah. over three hours but, long. <laughs> but Good job. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's why I said to you because I knew I wasn't going to listen to yeah. it. <laughs> it's still back to the old thing. You know, there was an old story even about the train engineer where the conductor, mm-hmm. and I think it's coming in trucking too. Because he, the the conductor said it was not my place to run the train, the whistle I can't blow, right. and it ain't my place to say how far the train's allowed to go. It ain't my place to shoot off steam or even clang the bell, but let the stupid thing jump the tracks and see who catches. <laughs> Amen, right. brother. Yes. So that's what what's your happen. what's your what you're talking about here with in the late eighties them doing that. I could see as part of the progression of mm-hmm. ultimate sci-fi movie, everything's automated. Uh and the way the industry is right now with you know the eighty thousand drivers short, and if you know mm-hmm. certain things happen in the next few months that get but, passed through, we're gonna be short a lot more drivers. But if one they, truck will follow the other truck and do the exact same thing the first truck did, mm-hmm. Problem is that's two for the price of one. Right, exactly. Right? So that's that, that's the trade off, though. It, like if they, if, if they're short drivers mm-hmm. and they want to, and, and and obviously freight needs to get moved. Like the industry, whether whether the industry wants it or not, if they are short drivers and they can't find guys to replace them, mm-hmm. they're going to have to look into alternate ways of doing it. And so maybe the platooning is a way they'll do it is like, okay, Brian, guess what you're doing now? You're actually pulling more than one trailer at a time mm-hmm. now. Uh, and good. There's just, there, there are so many variables that go with all of those things, all the things that they're talking about doing. And this is where it gets, it, it gets so in my own mind, I just, uh, it, it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of engineers sitting around talking about doing this who have never driven a truck. Now I still think if they just do like the Australians do, they have the, the highways built to do it. Yes. They got a super truck with a big engine. Yep. They got five or six trailers tagged yes. together and they got a guy who a road train, knows yep. what he's doing and he gets it from one place to the other. But they only but they and, only go right off the highway. They don't go into right. the city. They don't go they're, well, they're they have their for, staging yards. Yes, and then yes, a, exactly. and then a guy with a jockey truck will take yep. it the rest of the way, which yep. Hey, I could do that. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, I, I, I don't mean in a, in a meeting, but that's that that's as far as I can go with that. Then and and I know what weight is because even years ago, uh, I was with dump trailer hauling demo, mm-hmm. and when they crash a building down, they take these big chunks of cement and put them on you. Mm-hmm. Well, the heaviest I ever was was one hundred and twenty-two thousand. Wow, but that's heavy, dude. Still, it's a when lot you of weight. Get on the brakes and you're doing fifty-five, sixty, and you're trying to stop that thing it, yep. you know you give it a little bit of respect sure sure yes you do but the, the problem that i find with with all of these things is that there's so many variables that need to go into all of this stuff and uh, i don't know i just I, I see it there's a lot more i see more problems with it than 
at this point that they haven't figured out, then I see positives that come out of it because all it's going to take is, is one time for one. I mean, even like the platooning, you know, when you think about it, okay, if everybody's safe and we're all doing the platooning thing, you know, we're, we're, we got this going and we've got two or three or, or four trailers behind us and we're playing this game. All it takes is that driver to make a mistake because now not when you change lanes, four other trailers are changing lanes behind you. Crack the whip, buddy. So yeah, either you, 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 you know, you can crack the whip. You, you're now looking to, to make sure that you have, uh, enough space for four tractor trailers to change lanes, not just yours. There's just a lot of things that, that a lot of variables that I look at that I'm seeing that I think we really, we, we have a long way to go. Number two, the United States does not have the infrastructure for this yet. We are, we suck. Our roads suck. But something they are considering even right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're experimenting with it down in the South between Louisiana, Alabama and stuff. And mm-hmm. even Texas, yeah. 60 foot trailers instead of 53. Right. But now to pull them, you got to pull a cab over. Right. To keep because of the length. overall length shorter. Yep. And now years ago, I'm still coming out at, you know, 40 foot. And if you want a 45, you had to have a cab over because you're, total length could only be 55 feet so everyone's buying cab overs with sleepers and everyone's running cab over and that's a whole animal in itself that's much different than a conventional to drive yes it is and uh so you're you're pulling a cab over now if you want a 60 footer to get them four extra skids on or eight if you double stack them they said well if everyone carries eight extra skids we can move that much more cargo with less trucks Mm -hmm. but you know how much tail swing you're gonna have i know from them rear tandems? Yep. Someone's going to be missing a bumper. <laughs> Bumpers, mirrors, mirrors. <laughs> light poles. When the guy does a U-turn and that tail end swings and all of a sudden yeah. there goes a light pole, you know. Yeah. it it that. But they're experimenting down south with it. And they, they're they confident that they're going to get Congress to pass this, mm. that they're going to run that across the board yet. I can just see Pitt, Ohio going to cab over trucks. Just to like get, to give everyone a sixty footer to get that extra freight on, because you yeah. know U lines light. Yep. So they're going to pack as much high and tight as they can in every load. Right. Well, I mean, and you remember the old Buster Brown cab overs? You know, the, those really narrow cab that, overs. That was an F model Mac. Yep. It was the F model with just the cab, or mm-hmm. if you had the bunk behind it, like I did. Mm-hmm. Um. It. You know. But still. Now you know what's weird about them trucks. Because you were right up against the front firewall, mm-hmm. those had the 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 fuel pedal and the brake and the clutch. Those were air assisted pedals. They oh, were wow. hooked up to linkage. They were, uh, and you had to get used to oh, I bet. that that pedal and how it felt in mm-hmm. to get it regulated, especially leaving that clutch out. I bet. Uh, and, and but but them old old and Buster Brown trucks all had the the air assist pedals and. If you were a big guy, there was no leg room in them. Nope. No. You, nope. you and and if something went wrong, there's nothing but frame between you and what you're hitting. I mean, you're gonna kiss it, buddy. Yep. That, it's over. It, that kind of reminds me of the Hinos that Pitt started getting uh in late last year, early mm-hmm. this year. I don't know about our terminal at least. I don't know if yeah, you guys we, had it beforehand. But the single the single before, axle but, ones. Yeah. Yeah, the, the they're they're like there's no leg room whatsoever and uh it's just one of those things it's very uncomfortable to drive mm-hmm. uh and, and they look weird 
Yeah, there's this one guy that really enjoys driving them, and he, 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 I think he wanted he wants the single axle more than anything. So he's like, whatever, you know. But uh, yeah, it, it some of these trucks can get real uncomfortable. Yeah, but, and you know, when I when I say things about the, the automatic, it's not that I don't see it coming. It's coming. I, no, you it's know, I know you know yeah. it's coming. I, I just don't I, know I think, if it's as soon as what they think it's going to be, or as as invasive as they think it's going to be. Well, I, I well, so, so I think that. I, I think that there's a good chance that it doesn't happen anytime soon. I, mm-hmm. I do think that. But I also think that there's a really good chance that they force a, a square peg into a round hole I, I agree out that. of one necessity because the industry is short drivers, mm-hmm. but also because they've shown over, and when I say they, I mean government, governmental entities have shown over recent years, but also decades that they don't really give a crap about what we want as much right. as what they want to get to where they want to be. Right. And, uh, I, I just, I, they, they've been talking about automated driving, automated vehicles, and especially mm-hmm. automated trucking for very, uh, well, I don't want to say very long. Well, yeah, very long time, but like, uh, I'd say in the last five years, it's been, it's really, it's, it's been a talk yeah. in, in circles that you would think have no business talking about it. Right. And it, it just seems like the, the more this conversation gains speed, the more they're going to want to push it and force it and make it happen. And I, I do think that just, I really, really think that there's, they have the technology for it right now. They do have the technology, they they not the infrastructure right. as in the technology everywhere kind of thing, but they do have the ability to do this. And mm-hmm. I think, listen, they, 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 <sighs> all right. So all right. You say what you need to say. So I'm, I'm going to, all right, well, I'm going to say, it. yeah, um, I'm going to say it this way. And I think it's the least offensive. Um, we saw mm-hmm. our government cut red tape. And take what normally would take five years at least minimum to technology driven develop a vaccine. Right. And they did it in less than a year mm-hmm. because there was a necessity for it. Yeah. And so they, it, because there's an emergency necessity, we got to do whatever we got to do to make it happen. Make it, right. make it, make it, make it, make it. And we, that's as far as I'll go with that part. But then, so, so what I'm saying is in that vein, mm-hmm. And maybe this is a good example. Maybe I'm glad I'm saying this yeah, now. It makes sense. In in that vein, though, that same mental mindset, that same way of thinking, I think they they listen. Trucking makes the world go round, right? I mean, yeah. without trucking, it, like nothing happens, right? And so, because we're eighty thousand short, and because we're going to be short another thirty percent if something mm-hmm. some things start happening, right? I think they're going to be like we have one. We've given ourselves no choice. This is a perfect green light opportunity for us to force something to happen because uh, there is nothing else there. But here's the question mm-hmm. I have. It, this is this is the question I, in that vein, in yeah. what you're talking about. Is the driving public willing to take the same chance? And when I say this, uh, you know, I, I don't you can think what you want of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Is the driving public willing to take those same casualties that we saw? If you read the VAERS reports on the road, that's the question I have. Are you willing anybody, to see anybody listening? VAERS reports are the official statistic reports of the CDC. It's uh, uh, the vaccine adverse events reporting system. You can look it up online. Yeah. It really exists. And, it, and according to that, this isn't judgereport.com. Nope. So everybody knows. <laughs> nope. I, you know, according to that, there's a lot, there's thousands that have died yeah. from the vaccine. Yeah. 
Are we willing to put up with that on the roads? That's the question. Well, yes. Yeah, so, right, so that's that, the question that you yep, have, right? That I have. So, but here's the thing. So here's in the that thing. same so, vein that you're talking. So in about. the same vein yeah. of what you're saying now, I would say, how many people listening ever heard of theirs before you just said it? I know. And how many people listening ever heard the true statistics before they look at theirs? So because so, you don't hear it on the news, you don't right propaganda manipulation mm-hmm. they have a firm hold on what information you get right so if people are dying on the roads you're never going to hear about it um but you know what it, that will be more in their face than what the bears report is that's what i'm saying that's why i'm asking i'm just oh, i'm, oh, I'm just yeah. posing the question no that's all i'm saying sorry Randy. how are you I, I, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> like I just thought about that yeah randy's here i heard of the statistics uh-huh but i never heard of the various report Right. And so like, if you want to see the yep. official statistics, you look up the VAERS report. That's the government. They have to, re- theoretically, they have to report it. They don't have to do anything. And that's been shown over the past couple of years. They can do whatever they want. Right. Um, but like in the same, in the same way that we see, um, people, so, so people die, right? Uh, we don't know the true, the true statistics on things because it's not told to us. Right. And, People have loved ones that are dying and their voices aren't heard. And I think that's the same vein that would happen with this is that, and that's a good point. That, like my dad died in an, uh, because of an automated truck. And I, because uh, you know, you may granted, not hear about it. Granted, granted people would hear from me because I have a big microphone, but like most <laughs> normal people wouldn't be able to get their voice out there. And, and it's just buried. And, and so like, I just, um, I, I just think that that's a real reality of the, of the world we live in right now, mm-hmm. where it's just that's like, point. I, we we the same people would say well this would happen or that would happen or you know what about the the safety aspect because we think about that and they're just like they're like agenda first mm-hmm. everything else second and and i i just i think that i i just i i just keep coming back to this idea and this understanding that i really feel like they are going to capitalize on the eighty thousand short and the thirty percent that they're gonna, the industry is gonna miss after these mandates go right. through. I agree. Amer- I, 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 I just, I, I really think. <laughs> I, th- I think it's, there'll be a bigger shortage because there are guys that won't take it, and they're mm-hmm. gonna bail out. And that's what. Well, that's where the thirty percent's coming in. So <laughs> that we're short eighty percent right now. And if eight, yeah, short eighty thousand. Uh, eighty thousand, right? Yeah. Eighty thousand drivers right now. Uh, and they're saying that if the mandates go through. Well, there's going to be, thir- they're estimating a 30% of the trucking industry is going to be out gonna of work. Walk. They're going to walk. And so that leaves you the 70% left that was already, already short 80,000. 80, <laughs> and so like right. in that environment, I can see the government like, well, we I guess we know we got to do now. Yeah. You know, and I agree. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all. <laughs> and and all. it's just like, and, and, and it'll be uh, the cost of progress which would be mm-hmm. death so any kind of conversation of it's casualties of, of what we have to exa- do. exactly collateral like, damage. this is just it's part of the process but we yeah. have no choice just yeah. like you know the collateral damage with it with and here's the thing with the statistical st- keeping stats and everything when it when it came to the whole covid march in 2020 where it's just like covid mania mm-hmm. i mean and i feel like it's not talked about enough but we people like me talked about it in the beginning and then just kind of fade away because they keep introducing new problems. But they, the way they were counting COVID deaths was so skewed mm-hmm. that you really don't know the true 
amount of people who truly died from COVID without no pre-existing conditions, without having a, a car accident. Oh, we found COVID in their system. So that counts as a COVID death. That's what they were saying they were doing. So what are the true numbers with COVID? And that's the same thing with, with this whole trucking and stuff in the, tra- the transportation industry. You, we're not going to know the true statistics mm-hmm. of the repercussions of their actions. I think if it gets bad enough, though, they're going to have to lock down and just take control so they can lock in some overdrive things. I think in part of the control, they'll turn to a martial law. Mm-hmm. And when they do the martial law thing, it's back to like our friend that drove a civilian contractor for the military. Yeah. But being a former Marine, uh, being out on a mission, the rule books go out the window. Mm-hmm. I remember days where we went two and three days with no sleep working around the clock to pull a mission off to get something done. And there was no such thing. The mission came first at no matter what cost. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if something goes that the country's in such a bind that they got to get stuff moved and they pull this martial law stuff, there's no such thing as a logbook anymore. Right. It's, yes. It's you drive and you get it there. Yeah. We need this. Period. Just get it. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll tell you right now, Allentown, LA, it's 58 hours of driving straight hammer down with no stops. Whew. Let me tell you. And, and, and I can tell you from back in the eighties when it had to leave Allentown and get to LA and there was bonus money on the other end. If you got it there, you had big enough tanks to go halfway across. You stopped the tech tech top, the tanks off and you went the rest of the way. And, bunch of them guys used to make th- their their goal was to go out and back in a week do that three weeks straight and then recuperate a week at home and pass out so for, wow. for 21 days it was hammered down three trips out and back you know running three log books and jumping the scales and going around and doing what they had to do and a lot of them guys were running a thousand miles a day jeez and seriously and crazy four hours sleep thousand miles in 20 hours and wow and but they in 58 hours from Allentown to la it takes a train an average of 10 to 14 days to get a real car across the country and when a truck can do it in 58 hours mm. well legal if you have a team i don't do teams that's a whole story in itself um <laughs> but i did that once and we didn't even complete the trip <laughs> but um but you know it it is what it is but um there's no such thing as a log book if they take control and and they have to move stuff right yeah that's a good point you they'll hire civilian contractors you work for us you do what we say and and it's going to be whether they're escorted or not it's just going to be hammer down get it there yeah snort that snort that uh coffee like sam was doing yep you know just to get it there <laughs> i never heard of snorting coffee till he said that i know right that's crazy <laughs> oh. although um my daughter for a short time worked at a coffee shop and they used to get those roasted uh espresso beans mm-hmm. and sucking on espresso beans that, that gets you there too yeah wow that wakes up the old uh, i imagine <laughs> But, Adrenaline system starts you, pumping. You know what? I, it, I, I keep these in the office at all times <laughs> so that I can stay awake when I need to. They're caffeine pills, just but, in case I need a hit. You, you know what's a safe thing to do? <laughs> uh, a friend of mine is in nutrition and he's a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. So you know, I said to my buddy, I says, "Hey, 
if I got to stay awake and I said, I don't want to take none of these uh, red ball, fireball or whatever these, uh, these little five hour energy drinks. Mm -hmm. Cause there were some guys that had been failing drug tests with them. Really? And I, depending on what you buy, yeah, they've been failing drug tests. Mm. So I said, what's a safe way to keep me going if I feel like I'm hitting the wall and you can go to any grocery store and right where the vitamins are at, it's a bottle of B12. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they got grape flavor, orange flavor. They're they're like chewables. You take two of those and you put them under your tongue and just let them dissolve. And that B12 will get you through the night and just as good as a five-hour energy drink, if not better. It's safe. You 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 will not fail a drug test. Mm. And it's not going to hurt you. There's no side effects. You're not coming off that you're going to have a a heart attack or would you call it a hangover or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it's safe. Yep. It's natural. Yeah. You know, I never really thought about that. I should get some beats while myself. B12. Yeah. I have a bottle I, at home. I, yeah. I keep one in my driver's bag at all times. And when I hit that wall, just pop two B12 and it gets you and there. It's just a vitamin. It's just a vitamin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very healthy. So we're talking about vitamins here. Let me, let me uh, tell you guys about my vitamin C story recently. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, it, it, I, I'm still stunned. Okay. Uh-huh. I, 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 this is the only way, the way I can figure this happened. So a couple of weeks ago, the family was sick. Ben woke up. I mean, vomiting everywhere, mm-hmm. fever, uh, coughing. I mean, it was bad. And then Gemma got it the next day. And then Lindsay got it, you know, I gotta protect my my pipes here for 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 my <laughs> for for what I do, you know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like I'm thinking to myself like I'm I'm gonna you know live in the studio kind of thing if I start feeling just a little bit of sickness coming my way. And so I went out to the the store and I got tons of you know medicine and vitamins and uh, I got a lot of airborne, which is tons of vitamin C in that. And so. Uh, I got a bunch of orange juice and they say on the bottle, you're supposed to take only two tablets a day, like one in the morning, one in the afternoon. I was dropping two tablets a drink about three to four times a day. Wow. And like, like, <laughs> like overdosing like, on vitamin C. So, so like my, my urine was like fluorescent highlighter yellow. Right. And, and, and that's fine. I, I I'm fine with, you know, most of it going to waste. Yeah, I just wanted to be on the max. And, uh, during that time, so I, sometimes I, I'm sure other people have the same issue. Like I, I sometimes I'll, I'll bite my cheek and, and it hurts. Cause I think my teeth are jacked up or something. I don't know. Uh, thanks dad. It's probably your You're fault welcome. somehow. Uh, <laughs> but so I, I bit my, 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 my corner of my mouth and it was, it's one of those things where once you bite it one time, you keep biting it and it mm-hmm. keeps getting worse and worse. Whenever that happens for me, I get really, really bad ulcers where I have a hard time even talking. My, my speech is slurred, all that like great. But because I was, overdosing on vitamin c this is the first time this has ever happened to me like i like i mean i bit it so hard the one day that my teeth connected like it went right through my cheek wow i didn't get an ulcer and it healed super fast it had to be the vitamin c that i was overdosing on and then i was talking to my mother-in-law and she has a family member who had cancer and she beat cancer with some home remedy mm-hmm. it was like she like took tons of vitamin c and right. some kind of tea <laughs> and all this stuff and and, and i'm like Holy crap! I'm never gonna get sick again. Don't forget the garlic. Go- I, I think she actually did say garlic too. Yeah, 
I know a few people that did the I ain't worried nat- about cancer. natural remedies and they beat cancer. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and so like, I like, I'm not worried about cancer anymore. I'm going to start smoking again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't do it. No, I'm not. It's, it smells. What? It's a bad habit. <laughs> I, I being from the farm, I started smoking and chewing early. And I started drinking early too because my dad always and uncles would always have beer on hand. And you know what? In in the summer of '85, I quit cold turkey, which they said you could never do. And I threw all the smokes out. I threw all the liquor out, and I quit. And I just prayed to God take it away from me because I could see it. It was eating at me. And you know what? I quit overnight cold turkey and i haven't had a drink or a smoke since the summer of 85 and i don't miss it uh, you know i i uh i recently quit nicotine uh i i was vaping for a while and uh it, it was hard it was hard but i i did it within like a two-week period and it's kind of like cold turkey like you said i i, I just kind of i i well i had um the nicotine gum. But once I ran out of that, it was, it was over for me. I just was using the eclipse gum. Uh, and that's why I bit my cheek. Uh-huh. And, and, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I quit it, but when the kid frustrates me, I still feel that little, Ooh-wee! you know, like I, could, I could use something. Just take some extra vitamin C. You'll be okay. Yeah. I'm going to mess with the thermostat here. You guys keep going. Okay. So what are we going about, Randy? <laughs> well, like I said, you know, you wanted to hear some stories. Yes, sir. Well, we can start from back in the beginning, but it, you know, it was really funny. When I started, you know, right out of the farm, drove my cousin's garbage truck. Well, mm-hmm. he and his partner owned three rigs. They each drove one. I drove one. Well, we get a call. Uh, back up in Foglesville, the big beer factory, mm-hmm. the brewery. Schaefer. That was Schaefer Brewery then. Yep. Okay. So they called every garbage hauler up in the area. They did a large run of beer. 12 ounce cans, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 11 ounces of beer in them. Huh. Couldn't sell them. Wow. So they called a whole bunch of us up there to, quote, load our trucks up and take these to the landfill. Dispose of it. So I, and we told the guy. You know, you throw that in the back of the truck, the pack unit comes down, it crushes everything. All we're going to do is pack aluminum. The volume of the liquids, guess what? It's going down the floor drains because it's just going to fill up and go out the bottom of the truck. So he goes, well, what's your thing? Well, you know, you can lift up the whole packing unit out the back and then pull the ram back because the ram would push the crushed garbage out the back then at the landfill. Mm Mm-hmm. As it pulled the ramp back, you could drive right in the back of that big square body with a forklift and just stack it pallets. Well, you're going to take it to the landfill, right? Of course. And, you know. <laughs> I can see where this story's going already. <laughs> well, put it this way. Some of the guys did. But they said, if you take that home, just do one thing. And they go, what's that? Don't sell it. Right. If you sell it, that's bootlegging. They say, you will go to prison. Mm-hmm. But they said, if you give it away that you got friends and tell me if you have a 20 cubic yard truckload of beer full of beer, <laughs> you've got a lot of friends. Let me tell you, everybody's your buddy. <laughs> How many friends do you have? The whole neighborhood's your friend Put now. Put it this way. 
we took three trucks of back to the yard and made a few phone calls. <laughs> and it was just car and pickup after another coming in. <laughs> so there was only eleven ounces of can. We gave right. we gave away quite a bit of beer. I bet you did. And <laughs> made and, a lot of friends. Instead of taking it to the landfill. Yes. That was I could see that. I knew where that story was going. I was like, that beer's not making it to the landfill. <laughs> but it was funny, you know, the they they ran that much through the line before they caught it. Isn't that crazy? And they had to give it away and destroy it. Yeah. You know. That's a long time ago when it was Schaefer. That's a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. Wow. And, and that spring that used to come down through the Leah Valley, so they got all the fresh water for that stuff. Right. Remember? Yes. The pitchers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but uh <laughs> and and then uh you know, you don't always uh learn the law of physics as you go. So, you know, you used to have a big wad of chew in your cheek and all of a sudden it's bite down, it just gets bitter and it's time to get rid of this one. So you just roll down the wind in blow it out the window right well you know the wind carries it along the truck and then there's that void spot in the back of the truck didn't realize there was a big cadillac behind you that was tailgating you <laughs> all of a sudden this big clump of stuff <laughs> lands on the hood like a big piece of cow turd <laughs> and then he's got the nerve he thinks he's coming up next to you to try to force you off the road to pull you over thinking that he's going to stop you for whatever reason to clean it off right pay off i don't know but give you a hard time it didn't work <laughs> no. but I, I wished even then you, we could tie tires around our trucks like the tugboats in the harbor and we could just play bumper cars at times <laughs> did you just say that out loud <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the old that was the old me that was before my Two million mile award at Pit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you don't think that way anymore. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> at least not publicly, right? <laughs> at least not out loud. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> don't worry, Dean. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and then you know, just going down the road and having recap tires blow off and wrap around people's bumper. Yeah. Uh, which is why I always say, this is my PSA all the time. If you're passing a truck, pass. Don't ride at the back by the tires. Don't stay there. Don't hang out there. If you're riding behind a truck, stay far enough behind. If anything happens, if anything blows, if you lose a recap, but, you're going to catch it. So don't hang around the back of a truck. But however, just something I wanted to say in the beginning, and we got started on another note. Um, for these people that do drive around us, mm -hmm. I just want to remember you to remember that 80,000 pounds at 55 mile an hour till I see the need to stop and get it stopped. That's 300 feet. Yes. At 65 mile an hour, I need about 432 feet to stop it. If we're doing over 70, if you got to stop that truck, you're really not going to in a hurry. No. So if you don't, have the perception to see where your escape route is or a way out just consider your speed let alone the weight pushing you right and and it it does take you know one and a half football fields to stop a moving truck that's heavy and and uh and it's just a 
thought of speed perception too with people taking their eyes off the road or playing with your phone or whatever else in your speed you will to keep things simple if you're going 50 mile an hour mm-hmm. you're going to do you're traveling at the rate of about 75 feet per second so at 60 you're at 90 feet per second at 70 you're about 105 feet per second that's a third of a football field in one second mm-hmm. at 70. You took your eyes off the road for how many seconds? Right. That's a great point. And, and to just give you a thought of how far you're going to go before you actually, you know, you can veer off or tag someone. If someone break checks, I mean, you just lost your, your comfort, your buffer zone. And, and, uh, but last but not least, and it happens to a lot of drivers, and I even see it at times with families traveling on vacation. Someone pulls over, and you just got to squirt the dirt. You got to go. Yeah. And just in everything that's going on in the last, since the year 2000, really, with indecent exposure, with mm-hmm. other people uh, getting flashed and whatever sexual encounters, if you are caught at the side of the road or someone calls your truck number in and says they saw you completely exposed mm-hmm. at the side of the highway and you they give a time and they give a location, a mile marker, and naturally with all of our people net and onboard right. stuff, they can verify that. Um you will be put on Megan's Law. And really? if you're put on Megan's Law, mm-hmm. You cannot work for a P and D company or anything that delivers cause some of them deliver at schools and sure. and if whatever reason they're slow that they had to put you on that route, well you can't go on that route. Right. And there are a lot of companies that if you're on Megan's list or charged with anything right. close to Megan's list, you're not gonna work for them. And it's gonna destroy your life. Yep. Wow. For so, something simple like so that. if you gotta pull over be as discreet as you can, because if you're caught or reported, your life is gonna change. Yep, and it's not for the better. Yep, it's crazy, isn't it? And, and that's one of the things I find so, I don't know, ironic, is you can be driving down the road and you see somebody pull over like that, and two miles down the road, there's a, you know a sheets or a rudders or someplace where they got just pulled off, gone in, gone into the bathroom, and come out. No fuss, no muss. It's not hard. Usually easy on, easy off type of thing. You know, I, I don't get that, you know. But you're in a hurry. I, I, I know. Everybody's in a hurry today. <laughs> that's prob- That's everybody's problem is everybody's in a hurry today. <clears throat> Slow down. You're moving too fast. You got to make the morning last. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you got any more of those uh, lyrics for me? Musical lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew we were going. I knew you were going to go there. Of course, of course. I was literally going to say, Dad, we're, we're like I was going to say, you got any songs for me here? Where's Where's the music? But uh, over the years, though, I did. You know, one, I was quick to jump out of the John Deere tractor and into a rig. So naturally, for three years, from eighteen to twenty-one, I can only drive in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm can't go outside the border but every time i got a chance whether it was my cousin earl cousin bob 
different uncles. Uh, Ted, the guy that showed me to drive in the beginning, uh, no matter who it was, if I saw an experienced driver, I'd sit down and pick his brain. And if this happens, what do we do? If this happens, what do we do? If I this I run into this problem, mm-hmm. what do I do? And I learned so much from the old timers, from just picking their brain, and made so many friends that I always had someone to go to if I didn't have an answer for a question or a problem. And unfortunately, I'm to a point now in my life, it was kind of depressing in the last five years. A lot of them died off. They're Mm -hmm. gone. I don't have those friends anymore that I drove with, that I spent a lot of time with uh, to go to anymore. And I'm turning out that I'm the one people are coming. I was just going <laughs> to say, you questions. become that guy. Uh, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> and and uh, and uh, just, you know, pick their brain for anything I could get out of them. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so much I learned and knew that all of a sudden you'd be surprised. All of a sudden this bad incident happens up off of the Long Island Expressways. And I, I had that reaction in me of what to do, how to handle it. And get it stopped without swapping pain or having to exchange information. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, all I can say is, you know, if you're going to truck, find the old timers and pick their brain while you can for all that information. Glean it from them and just do do what you can to learn from their mistake mm-hmm. that they're laughing about now. Yeah, I did that. So you don't go through it. Right. Yeah. That's great advice. That really is. But, you know, like I said, I've, I've seen a lot of the accidents. The, and, you know, we used to pull over and someone had a wreck and you run up to try to help them. And you open the door and body part comes out. And, and that was another thing back with the garbage. They weren't censoring the garbage much back in the 79 and the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And you go to some of the hospitals in the area and you put the dumpster up to the back of the truck and you start pulling the ram and all of a sudden something just flops down in front of you and, well, there it goes. And uh, and uh, when we used to do the, the, the big trailers in bulk, before you could go they didn't have the automatic roll tarps then you still had to walk across the load in your boots and and tarp the load which was messy i bet but it had a bright side to it when you'd be surprised what people threw away (laughs) (laughs) i knew that was coming (laughs) remember in the beginning they used to tell you it you know back in 79 uh, joe says I'll give you 300 a week and all you can And do. all you can do. <laughs> <laughs> My dad used to say that to me and, all the time. And all you can eat. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Become a garbage man. 300 but, bucks a week and all you can eat. <laughs> but, but you know what? When when I used to do the strip down Quakertown and when National Discount and some of the hardware stores, the, the rule was they had their dumpster. Whatever was next to the dumpster, in the dumpster, on top of the dumpster, it went. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if they had guys working there that were setting stuff out at the back of the store thinking they were coming back later to get it. But you know what? Them new tools, they were 
right? It worked well. <laughs> at the back, the back of the <laughs> right. dumpster or on the dumpster on the back of the lid. Uh-huh. Well, it's got to go. But that's going in the side <laughs> box. It's under, going in the passenger seat. And not, not in the... And I got so much free tools. And, and when the line to dump off at the dump was long, they used to call me the, the rat, the garbage rat, pack rat, whatever, mm-hmm. you name it. I used to go to the residual household garbage and just rip open people's bags and dig to their bags. And I had one goal in there, birthday and Christmas cards. And people would throw away cards without pulling the cash out. Forget that wow. there's money in it or in whatever. 20s, 40, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. One year I hit the prize. When, when I was doing the bulk load from Philly to Scranton, uh, Noel and I, there was a line. We, we were waiting and we were picking through the pile. <laughs> and I found a Christmas card with 500 bucks and $20 bills. Wow. Wow. Merry Christmas to me <laughs> and and my kids <laughs> and my wife and, and you know that and see what you're missing. Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> pe- definitely. Pe- people laugh at us picking through the garbage, but I wouldn't. We weren't telling them what we were finding. Actually, you find a check, you just tear it up and throw right. it back in a pile. But you find that cash. Hey, I'm sorry, but you didn't want it. And yeah, and like and and the, the whole strip down there in Quakertown all the places if you pull in and dump their garbage if you knocked on the back door Pizza Hut would give you a slice or two of pizza McDonald's would give you some Egg McMuffins or something you go by all the way down the strip every food joint would have food to take along with you and stopped at a few of the, the bars at the time some of them would give you a box of cigars a box a week of mm. uh, and uh old man Bennett's at Bennett's in next to Mel Lee Lakes at the trailer court down yeah. there in Quakertown. He used to cook a gourmet breakfast. And if you picked up his garbage, he expected you at four in the morning to stop and go inside and eat a breakfast with him. And then he'd take you back to the bar and pour you a shot of whiskey and you had to drink it. And I said, Joe, I said, this ain't legal. He said, the man's a paying customer. And if you don't spend time with him, he'll dump our account. What are you going to do? So, but the old German guy, he give you a shot and tell you to drink it down. (laughs) (laughs) And breakfast. (laughs) And breakfast. And it, it was just weird. And then we had the knock and mix in state park. And. You know, I'm a trucker. It might be a garbage man, but I'm a trucker. Right. Well, we had to pick the whole park up three times a week. But the boat launches had to be done four times a week. Because naturally at the boat launches, they got more garbage. Well, at the one boat launch is where the huge public pool was at Nakamix. And they told me, you know, at any time. If you want to park the truck out the back and you want to use the pool, <laughs> go right ahead. So I'm thinking, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, I just did the whole round of the park and I did all the boat launches, parked the truck and and you spend a little time at the pool getting wet and sunning yourself and all. And, and uh, 
Well, you see some nice ladies there. Sounds more like men at work than it does. I smell like work. It does. Uh, I'm expecting to see Amelia yeah. Estevez and Charlie Sheen walking out. <laughs> what a movie that was. But I just didn't understand this. You know, you're talking to them and you're schmoozing them and, you know, you you still look like something. Your muscles are where they're supposed to be. And <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not old yet. You're not an old track driver. So, so you got hair in your head. <laughs> I miss those days. <laughs> yeah, me too. And, uh, so, you know, you're, hey, you know, why don't we, I'm done with what I'm doing at work. Why don't we uh, go out, go back, I'll get my car, we'll go get dinner and catch a movie or something. And they walk around that building and they see that big ass garbage truck there and it's like, you gotta be kidding. And I just don't know why a girl didn't want to be seen riding in a garbage truck. I lost more nice dates that way. Uh, I guess it's a stigma with garbage trucks. I don't know. I didn't know what it was, but a stinkma. <laughs> a stinkma. You know, very good. You know, very good. You know, Touche. You're talking them, impressing them, and you take them around the building, and it's like, let's leave. And it, well, we're. You get to leave in style, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no one left with me. I'm. How you should go? have told them about the Christmas card. <laughs> Paints a whole other picture. Well, then all of a sudden they have lizard after their, they have lizard after their name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told them, look, for, for Naka Mixon, we only got to drive to the backside of Quaker Town, and there's a real nice car to ride in on the other end. Just, it's not far. Just bear with me. Just, come on, it stinks. Yeah. Since when? Uh, you, you, you get used to it. Oh, yeah. But, nevertheless, I did come home and my mom would tell me you stink. And I I do. It, it, it grows on you. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Something growing on you. <laughs> but uh, no, garbage trucks is not the thing to pick up girls in. No, I imagine it's not. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah, that's not interesting. I, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. I, uh, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way yeah. that you could be like, well, maybe you, know, you didn't. No, now no. you know, you know, it'd be, if the shoe was on the other foot, and it was a, a a girl driving that big old dump truck. Yeah, and she was nice looking. That no guy would hesitate. He'd be like, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go find your car. Yeah. Let's go. I'm with you. Yeah, he's like, he's guys like, are like totally different. No, the guy, the guy walks up to the back and he's he, he's like, where's your car? Oh, no, it's my truck. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no problem. He's, he's pulling out guards in the back, rubbing his armpits. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We're going to match, baby. Let's yeah, do baby, this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah, remember, it's funny. Remember Double D? She used to run with us. She was with a different company. Just how'd she them? get a yeah. name Double D? <laughs> how do you imagine? <laughs> just, just well, I thought maybe her first and last name started with a D. Yeah, <laughs> about five foot two, about a. Let's just say this was Debbie Delight. <laughs> maybe a hundred and five, hundred and ten pounds soaking wet, and yes, she was. Yes. And blessed. All of it. (laughs) And when three of the Hazelton drivers and usually three of us from Allentown would leave at the same time and we're 78 and 81 with 
meet going we're 78 going west and 81's going south we'd all meet there at the same time and then drive the rest of the way to baltimore together to work our dock well this double d used to come down too on her run and her destination wasn't far from ours where she'd run down with us and run back well, some of the guys kind of gravitated toward her. And of course, you're a lady on the radio, <laughs> yeah. and every guy's like, what's the 20 on the lady? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, actually, uh, I don't un- understand what the attraction was. No, I know. <laughs> but needless know. to say, uh, the albino rhino was yeah. one of the... <laughs> if you know... We got you, double D in the albino if, rhino. If, if you know who Carl was. Wow. Yeah, exactly. But, wow. I'll explain to you someday how he got that name. <laughs> All right. Okay. I will tell you. And it, but I'll tell you. Needless to say, we all went by handles. We didn't yeah, use we our did. names. But Of course not. Let's protect the innocent. Yeah. <laughs> or the guilty. <laughs> And, uh, but though picking the, the brains of the older drivers, mm-hmm. once I started going interstate, I'll tell you what, if things can happen to you, believe it or not, the state of Ohio had the weirdest things of all of stuff that has happened. And I've seen it happen. Yeah. And, uh, when you go across interstate 80 and you go into Ohio up by Youngstown and stuff. Interstate 80 is the Ohio Turnpike. Mm -hmm. So you're going across. Once you hit the Ohio Valley, you got a big span there of just trees and nothing. There's a small town in that area called Boston, Ohio. Mm -hmm. If you look it up on the internet, it's called Helltown. There's a section of land there that the government owns that you can go on what's posted open government property, but the small private section that is owned by the this cult that resides in that area, people have gone into those woods and they haven't come out. Oh man, you guys are shows confused, but I'm in it. I'm in it. I, 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 I was watching to see you perk up. Uh, I was like, and this Tony and, thing. And <laughs> let me tell you something. I drove across the Ohio Valley already, and the guys told me. No matter what you see, don't stop. Because in the 80s, one of the big thing was is to hijack a truck. And they just wouldn't take, I mean, they, for reason, get you to stop, get you to get out. The driver would end up getting knifed and thrown in a ditch, and they just take the whole rig. Oh, they got they they got CDL carriers in their in their squad. Okay, and, <laughs> and, what it sounds like, and you know you're coming across the road, and all of a sudden you see this nice little red sport car, and this thing in a not clothed much at all, um, and <laughs> scantily dressed. <laughs> if you want to put it politely, her public hair was showing. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. It was public. <laughs> Copy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but nevertheless, they would try to get you to stop. And if you stopped, needless to say, when you're least expected, some of these goons will jump you out of the bush and, wow. and you become a statistic. Wow. And, but in this town, um, I stopped a few times. Well, when you got to squirt the dirt, you got to go. Yeah, you got to go. And, and I, 
stopped and it's the middle of nowhere. It's a pitch black night, you know, cloud cover and all. And all of a sudden you just see a light from in the woods Mm -hmm. or you hear noises or you hear someone hollering. But the rule of thumb is people that went into those woods don't come out of the woods. Mm. I'm a brave person and I've seen, you know, junk here and there in the core and bad days on the road. But I'll tell you what, I did not have the gumption to go in them woods. And I don't know what it is, but I was told by people, the legend is there's this big thing in there. It's kind of got the body of a man. It might have the face of a dog. It has horns on it and it has its power and its horns. And this cult supposedly has it tamed that occasionally they trim the horns back so they can control it. But once in a while, and whether there's more than one, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they said that people that they wandered in there and haven't come You're out. You're crazy, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is awesome. No, no, this is the legend. From, I love it. This is the legend from the other drivers. And they told me <sighs> that they found just the organs laying next to the body and the body is like they just left the air out of it that it was just skin draped over the bones and oh, and the insides were sucked out of it. Wow. And so like other drivers were finding this and when the authorities would kind of go in with military or something to look that this is all they were finding. Wow. And they don't know what happened, mm-hmm. but they found all kinds of rear ritual junk in there right. and they just say where it says state lands go but when it says private land don't they don't like you it's just like the hills of kentucky wow don't wander the mountains thinking you're going to find something you might find deliverance yeah <laughs> really. and what was it called Helltown, ohio hell well boston ohio and it's nicknamed Helltown, and it's right there off the ohio valley and if you stop there there's don't. a lot of guys that had bad days there and i'm going randy you don't know who you're talking to <laughs> but, um, you can look it up on the internet there's a bunch of junk on that stuff and yeah but i'll tell you what i that you know the one lady was at the side of the road i said to her just rolled the window down cracked it enough i said look i'll find a payphone, and i'm gonna tell the authorities you're here at this mile marker but i ain't getting out right don't blame you. The old timer said, don't. I trust all them guys that taught me to drive. And with they say, don't do it. I don't do it. You don't do it. I got I heard that. this big map of Ohio. <laughs> of all this weird stuff. <laughs> he, throws, he, throws, he throws all the maps in his truck away, but he yep. keeps, he keeps one out. <laughs> I, keep the, I keep the ones that have marks on them that say Bigfoot is in. <laughs> Look at this. Is, this is Ohio, okay? <laughs> I'm not kidding. You are talking to the right man right now. <laughs> uh, Tony now has something new to invest. Oh, my goodness. No, I, listen, I, guys, I mean, but, honestly, I know this is the, the wrong show, but, but I like i said boston ohio Helltown. there's so much information on it but i'll tell you what if your life depended on it i'm not sure i'd come in and get you that's fine that's but fine i want to live to see another day uh, i i have uh i had it's not my first rodeo randy <laughs> i i uh i just got i just did an interview yesterday that um is probably the 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 my mind exploded 
and it's sending me down some rabbit hole. I'll tell you that, yeah. boys. Like it is sending me down a rabbit hole. I don't know what I'm getting into, but it's something. Uh oh. And uh, I, I can't even talk about it right now while we're recording. It, it, it's it's. We have wound <laughs> up on a different show. I know. I know. <laughs> How about, all right. Uh, I might be driving to a certain location. There we go. Transportation. Now we're there. You now go. we're back on track. There you go. We're right back at it. Uh, like I said, People would see lights in the woods or hear people scream in the woods and they'd go in looking and never come mm. out. Man. <laughs> Word to the wise. Ooh. Stay I out am, of the woods at night. I'm, I'm telling my wife I'm heading out next week. <laughs> vacation day, huh? Yep, there you yeah. go. Yeah, we're there taking a vacation week. I'm the boss, so I can do that. <laughs> Wait till after Thanksgiving. Why? Because that way you'll be here for Thanksgiving. Because when you don't yeah. return, you know it's only you know. about seven hour ride out there from here. Oh, that's, that's cakewalk. I just did. I just did. Uh, what is it? Ten and a half hours to Kentucky. You keep, you keep the door closed and your foot in it. You'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And now with the kids, no, no. It, I no. It, for, a four hour drive with the kids feels like it's a it ten hour an eight drive. hour drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's an old song that used to say, "He who travels fast travels alone," and it's true. And what else is true is Manscaped is true. Truly the best out there in the business. Ladies, if you want your man feeling fresh, and guys, if you want to be fresh for your lady, you got to get Manscaped. And right now it's the holiday season, and you can get yourself some great deals through Manscaped as a great gift for the man in your life. Right now, this coming Friday is Black Friday, and guess what that means? That means we got ourselves some Manscaped sales 25% off site-wide for Black Friday and 25% off for Cyber Monday as well. You can't beat these deals. These are better deals than we were offering just a week ago. And you can get it all right there on manscaped.com. They offer everything from the Lawnmower 4.0, which takes care of everything below the waist, to the Weed Whacker, which takes care of your ear and nose hairs. We have everything that you could possibly need at manscaped.com. Anything from the things to trimming to also the body lotions, two-in-one shampoo and conditioners, crop cleansers, crop revivers, crop gels, anything to take care of the crop below the waist is right there at manscaped.com. And right now, you can get 25% off this Black Friday and 25% off this Cyber Monday. But if you don't want to wait, that's cool. You can still use the promo code HAMMERLANE on your 25% purchase, but also right now at manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAMMERLANE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code HAMMERLANE. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And I just want to let you know that this Friday and Monday, when you have that 25% off, go ahead and use the promo code anyway so that they know HAMMERLANE legend sent you. Friends, check it out. Manscaped.com. Get that man in your life all purdied up. And guys, get yourselves purdied up for the ladies. Now, Randy, tell me about that time they asked you to drive teams over the road. Because I know <laughs> it wasn't your cup of tea. And Like I said, I was asked one time back in the 80s, will you run team? They said we didn't have enough loads for everyone. But run team with this guy. And and then and uh, I was asked to run team. Oh. 
we left Allentown. We start going down 81. We hit the Tennessee area. Well, you know, you go back in the bunk first and I'll do my share. And then as soon as I'm out of time, we'll swap. We're coming off the mountain there in Tennessee. And it's getting to be a pretty bouncy ride back in that bunk. Stick my head out of the curtain. He's got that thing in neutral and we're freewheeling coming down off the hill. Wow. Oh. Whoa. And and we're loaded. Jeez. And I said to him, I said, hey, you get that thing back in gear and you get this thing slowed down now. And then he got that done. I said, you know what? I could use a snack and maybe a coffee. I said, find the next truck stop. We'll quick get a bite and, and get going. Good idea. Well, we pulled into the parking lot. I waited. I got to pull my boots on yet. I saw him go in the door. I told him, whatever you get, just get me to sing. And when I saw him go in the door, I got in the seat and I took off. Wow. <laughs> so much for that team. <laughs> I left them. And then I went to the next truck stop. I called back dispatch. And all of a sudden, I guess he realized what happened. And I hear this, what did you do? <laughs> I said, you got a choice. I'll just lock the truck up here and I'll tell you where it's at. And I'll get a bus ticket home or I'll finish the run by myself. You get him a bus ticket home. I told him, yeah. what he, I told him what he did. I said, I don't ride with people like that. So what's your choice? Oh, you go finish the run. He says, thank you. Good choice. <clears throat> And I told him, if you ever tell me I got to go team again, I quit. And they never asked. That's got to be a tough way to go. Sometimes I would think, you know, you're in a truck with somebody who you don't know. You know, you're you're sharing that. And everybody drives different. You know, somebody does something like that. That's just totally unsafe. Oh, yeah. And I'm, you know, <clears throat> I don't like riding like that. I don't blame you. Just the fact that someone can't shift and they're constantly grinding a pound let alone the fact that they do start doing just totally unsafe stuff. Right. Crazy things like now, that. Yeah. I'm a hammer downer from years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we used to let it wind and stretch that rubber band as tight as we could. Right. But there's a time when you just got to pack it in and take it easy. Mm-hmm. And you, there's a time to let it all hang out. And there's a time not to. And you just got to know the difference. And you don't do it when you're rolling down off a mountain. That <laughs> no. is for sure. In neutral. In neutral. That's crazy. Georgia overdrive. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, wow. you're right. Georgia overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So now you know what that term means. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I would and, be freaked out. That's so scary. Oh, yeah. You imagine and, how fast that's I, going? Like, cause, I mean, like, I mean, there's like, no control. Uh, there's got to be a certain... I mean, I've never driven teams, but and I've never driven with anybody in the truck with me outside of my initial training. What, once you get used to driving, mm-hmm. it's got there's got to be a certain level of anxiousness just that naturally comes when you have somebody else in the but, seat. Now you know what's neat I would though. Agree. The insurance industry didn't get nuts until 2000 2001. So from 79 to 2000, I used to take my at the time girlfriends with me when I wasn't in a garbage truck. <laughs> <laughs> and you could get a girl. <laughs> uh, when I was, you know, running road and stuff, 
I have girlfriends with me. Sometimes my dad would go with me. Sometimes my kids would go with me that I have a run and they're out of school and one of the kids would go with. And they didn't care one writer that they would allow. And close or immediate family or whatever. My dad used to go just not only for the ride, he used to go and when we had unload, he used to go help me unload. Because hmm. a lot of things were floor loading. That's like a built-in and, lumper. And That's awesome. And yeah, and then at times we'd stop to buy, and he'd say, "Hey, I'll pick this check up." It's like, okay, thanks, Pop. That's cool. But nice. Um, and but uh, but I'll tell you what, it, it was nice at times in them runs having someone, a human being to talk to, other than someone on the CB radio. Yeah. But um, all that insurance stuff really locked in hard in two thousand two thousand one, where they started forbidding only but company people to be in the trucks then because you know you went down the road you pick someone up or whatever and they didn't care years ago but that was the time 2000 2001 when the lockdown came on no extra riders and and uh but uh going out to uh you know ohio and stuff like i said i seen this this flat better <laughs> two rolls of steel on the back one up in the drives, one back on the trailer. Guy tailgating him, coming out of the T5 in Toledo. The T5 is one of the biggest truck stops on the whole East Coast. If something's going to happen to you, it happens at Toledo. And But that was a major pull-off spot for us when we used to run Michigan and all over. And uh, going to the T5, and this flatbed comes out. This car behind him's tailgating him hitting the horn because he's not going fast enough to pull out in the highway. And just as he stomps on it, the rear chain binders broke and that blocking and that roll just rolled right off the back of the trailer wow. and landed on the hood of the car. Needless to say, the tires went flat. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That'll ruin your day. And, just a little. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of friends of mine that ran with their own trucks and West Coast would take one of their dogs with them. Mm -hmm. And, well, I never had a dog, but. Uh, you aren't missing anything. You know what? I was right, you know, Fuel Island, 12 pumps wide. Mm -hmm. I'm at the one next to the building where you can actually see the person authorizing the pumps sitting inside the window there. So I get the authorization, pump my truck full of fuel. I go over to pay. I don't have to lock the door. I'm just right here. For me to get to the, you know, 10-foot walk to the building, showing my company credit card, and then get back in the truck, mm -hmm. one of these lot lizards crawl in my truck. Mm. And I crawl in the truck, turn around to my bunk to put the receipt in my briefcase, and all I see is this set of legs in on my clean sheets. <laughs> on oh, my clean and sheets. My <laughs> Dirty on my clean time, sheets. It's, you know, grab one of my cute little tools next to the seat and said, get out. And pulls the fire escape door on the bunk, rolls right out the back bare rear end and all and just starts running across the parking lot 
that's a madman threatening her. <laughs> well, you were mad. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I wouldn't say you threatened her. And it happened that quick. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And, and, you know, like I said, so many people try to lure you into temptation on the road. Right. And so when I was running Long Island a lot, literally five, six days a week for a long period of time, um, I'm, you know, going up to New York and we put locks on our trailer, even for the shortest amount of time between yeah. stops. There's convertible full of young ladies. It's coming it's next to me and they're hollering at me, trying to get my attention. And they're pointing at my sleep, you know, at the truck. And mm -hmm. I think well, they're pointing at the sleeper. And it's like, yeah, but sorry, I'm busy. So finally, I had to stop at the light. And they got up next to me. And the girl stands up in the convertible. And she goes, someone's in the back of your trailer. Set the wow. brakes, jump out, run back there. The only thing I had at the time was a big tire iron. And all you saw was a bunch of guys running down the alley with boxes in their hands. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> and it happened that quick between lights. that They'll pop a lock, jump in, take your stuff and go. Uh, that crazy. <laughs> That's the world we live in, dude. And, and you know, just all over. And yeah. And when I was, you know, running North Jersey a lot. You know, I had this uh, going to Benjamin Moore for the paint run. Mm -hmm. uh, guy cuts me off with a crotch rocket going into Benji. And before you know it, he cuts it short, gets on the throttle, lays that bike down right in front of me until I hit the brakes. I could barely see him over the hood. Wow. And I didn't hit him, but there was a cop sitting right there. And, uh, you know, the. Officer said, I saw what happened. Are you okay? Yes, sir. Just get out of here. Wow. He goes, I got him. Nice. And, and, but that's something else. No matter whatever happened over the years, I always respected the law mm -hmm. and was nice to them. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes they only gave you a warning. Sometimes it just left you go. Mm -hmm. And, a lot of the officers were pretty decent. And out West, when you're out in Nebraska, Wyoming and stuff, and you're, you know, really running hard, they'd come in the truck stops. And the rule of thumb was if a state police came in, you just pick up their, someone picked up their tab and just paid it for them. And they were real easy going out there. Yeah. I get <laughs> coffee for free. Buy them their coffee and donut. And, yep. Yeah. Keep them happy. Amen, brother. You know. That works. It's easy to be nice, you and know, that way it keeps everything going. It's not the easiest to be nice, let's be honest. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'll tell you what, when I was doing the tanker work and we were doing the hazardous waste, that was, you know, they pull you in at the DOT, and I just say, here you go. And they go, what do you got? Well, I'm empty right now. Well, I'm going to check you. Can I ask, tell you something? Just a warning. What? Well, last week I had poison on there. The week before that I had cyanide on there. The week before that I had a real bad uh, uh, caustic acid that it just literally eat the skin right off you. And I said, if there's any residual stuff in there, even cyanide, if you breathe it and fall off that trailer dead, 
not my responsibility. I told you. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you get against anything on your skin crawling under it and you got something that absorbs into your skin, I'm just warning you. Right. You know, we try to clean our trucks, but there still could be something on there. And once I tell them where I was or up at Love Canal there in Niagara Falls, pulling the stuff that was buried up there. And right. maybe you ought to just go, we'll get the next truck. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first. What was buried up in Niagara Falls? Oh, years ago, a lot of chemical companies had stuff and drums that they buried up there. For, really? And then it finally started finding it leaching in the water and they found it and they were digging it up. And as they were pumping the liquids out and putting it in holding tanks, we'd go up there and they'd fill our tankers and we'd get out. Or they put the drums in overpacks and we'd put them in a van trailer and haul them somewhere where they take care of them. And wow. That, that, that reminds me again of Men at Work. <laughs> the, yeah, the, right? the bad guys in the movie. <laughs> I think Randy helped write that movie. I know. <laughs> you, you, know you know what was the weirdest thing, though? They find it in the ground. They get it out of the ground. And then they run it through a processor to, quote, neutralize it. And then what do we do? Put it Put back, it back in, in the ground. We go to a <laughs> to dump it back in the ground again. Oh, man. That's Safety not, first. Yeah. Job security. Yes, sir. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's all crooked, man. It's all crooked. I mean, with fluoride. I mean, they, they used to pay millions of dollars a year to dispose of it. Yep. Uh, I think I think first they were they were dumping it in the ocean. Then they they like no more of that. So you had to pay millions of dollars to dispose of it on top of you know your profit money was pretty much going to get rid of the fluoride. Right. And then they're like, oh, I got a great idea. Let's trick everybody to say it's great for your teeth, and we'll put it in their toothpaste and water. Yep. <laughs> and now it's in everybody. And now everybody brushes their teeth with not that. me, not me, <laughs> hey, my I, brother. I have fluoride free toothpaste. And and then, you know, when, and it's just amazing, especially in late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. how many people were trying to have all kinds of sex in the cars while they were still in motion, and then yet were turning on lights to broadcast it, or just in broad daylight. Right. And, and that going on, and... Then, well, when I started with Pitt, I was, well, April of 01. Mm-hmm. I was only there two, three months. Things got a little slow. They needed help at East Windsor. So they said, for two weeks, you leave on Monday mm-hmm. and you do your running. You'll end up in East Windsor and then work there all week. And then your last run out on a Friday night, Saturday morning, we'll get you back home again and right. just help them out for two weeks. Well, back in 01, Uline used to be one exit up from East Windsor right. at, at the 8A exit instead of exit 8. Well, they had me shuttling some Ulines in there when it was just a tiny account. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time ago. So I'm coming back to the terminal with a load. And one of the college buses from up on the island came by and passed me with what? Full of rah rah girls. Mm-hmm. Whole line of them at the side of the bus, one facing you, one not facing you, one facing you, one not facing you. And on the count, we're lifting up their sweaters or their skirts, and needless to say, causing a a a, a commotion, a, a car <laughs> problems, creating problems, <laughs> a, a car a, a big 
traffic jam. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. <laughs> the main problem is they were going 75 and my truck would only go 68. Oh, so you couldn't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Randy. But it's a bus. <laughs> it's a bus. So it keeps going by as it's going by you. There's window after window oh, yeah, after yeah, window yeah, yeah. after window. So you still have plenty of time. Yeah. You know, heads, tails, heads. But <laughs> oh like I said, and there's uh, yeah. still so much of the country to see. And it, right. I've been in 44 out of 50 states. What's that old Ernest Tubb song? I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. <laughs> I don't quite have that one memorized, but I'll, yes, sir. I'll, I'll sing it for you sometime. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you could. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good song. I'm sure. It's, you should it's listen. a fantastic song. That should be, that should be yeah. the outro. That should be the outro. Yeah, I know. Copyright. I know. I'm just saying. You know it's uh, old enough. It may not be anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's okay. like the 1960s. I mean, no, oh. that goes back to the mid 50s. There you go. Mid 50s. I'll but, find the original, but, cop, the, but, the original master. But, Ernest Tubb. Ernest Tubb. Yep. And Johnny Cash. Johnny did Cash redid it. A few others. But yep. you know who did it and did it well? Who? Do you remember in the 60s, Lynn Anderson? Yes. Lynn Anderson did a version of it. She did the Rose Garden. I, uh-huh. I have a promise did, you a rose garden. Yeah. She did. I've been everywhere and she does it very well. Yeah. But mm-hmm, if yeah, you get her version cool. of it, I, I never heard her. I haven't heard her version, but yeah, that's, that's what you've been, man. You've been everywhere, man. How's that song go? Is it like, I've been everywhere. That's the song. Yeah. yeah. I okay. think, I think, uh, Expedia used it or something like that for a little while. <laughs> Is there a Johnny Cash version? It looks yes, like there's, there's a Johnny, Johnny Cash, Cash, there's a Johnny Cash version. Yes, there it, is. There's. Is there you it? go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You know what? I just realized um, I don't have the Bluetooth recording right now, so nobody's hearing that. Uh, we're hearing so it's just so silence. Like, like, oh. We were just sitting. We were just sitting there for probably about twenty seconds. And people never heard. weren't even hearing. So let me yeah. let me uh, actually hit record on the Bluetooth uh, as well. Oh. oh, I can't because I'd have to stop the recording. So everybody, just trust you know me. We were playing it. it. We'll play a little bit of it at you know, the end and the outro. Play a little bit. Rule of, of thumb for now, because all right. So for the audience listening, uh, I have a new mixer board that allowed me to do that so fast even though you right. couldn't hear it uh my phone connects to my mixer board i just didn't have the recording going so rule of thumb is i have the bluetooth recording channel going just always start, just in case yeah, makes sense all right well that's a that's a, a gap of uh time where people aren't going to get back you're gonna, you're gonna go well, what's going on did it did it end if, if i uh-huh. cut it if i cut that gap out though people wouldn't know why we're even talking the way we're talking so right. we're just gonna leave the gap in let them let them go get some coffee for a little bit and come back <laughs> part two part two but right now other than oregon idaho washington uh montana north dakota and maine that's and i'm thinking about getting to montana and maine on a hunting trip there so you go. I'll get those knocked out, but um, if I don't see the other four, I don't it's know. Right. I don't think it's gonna bother me. I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I haven't. I, I haven't <clears throat> been nearly that many. Nope. Yeah, I. I. Uh, I would like to hit Alaska one day. I have a, uh, a friend in Alaska, and I. I just I. I hear so much about that that state, how big it is, and wild. I, I want to. I just want to see it for myself. You know. Well. Alaska is great. I mean, it, I mean the people, 
And then you go up there and you tell them you're a vet or you wear an insignia on you that has an emblem on it. Mm-hmm. And you're n- almost as good as the, the man that walked on water. Wow. I mean, I mean, they take care of you. They will talk to you like you're their long lost cousin that they haven't seen before. And they treat you like royalty up there. Mm. I mean, for the two weeks I was up there, it was great. <clears throat> really great. That's cool. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I've heard such... I've heard about Alaska and just, and I've seen pictures and stuff. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would, I would strongly consider moving there, but Lindsay was like, no, 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 no bro. It's cold, yeah. the, the dark, the light, the yeah. dark. <laughs> She's in, like, yeah. no. In the early eighties, when they were building the pipeline, it wasn't as cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they were building the pipeline out of Alaska, they had convoys of trucks going up there. Now to get on, you had a, come in and drive team that was you you are driving team that truck will not stop mm-hmm. but they were paying i was told three thousand a week and in the early 80s that was a lot of money look heck yeah this is 2021 and that's still a lot of money and but i mean it was just like with you on one of them fishing boats crabbing boats or whatever ice road trucking mm-hmm. you at one mission to either flatbed the material up there for the pipeline or run the reefers up there to get the food and supplies up there. So the guys that are camping out in the little trailers and stuff have all the, the food and stuff they right. need. And, uh, you know, it was funny is I said, you know, I was thinking about going to Alaska and run reefer and they go, is it legal to do drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Not just no. do them. You can run them. <laughs> <laughs> As a refrigeration. <laughs> oh, you know, you just took the fun out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so much for that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I never really thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I never really thought about that. And, uh, and like I said, o- over the years, when, when I started, you could do any of the Philadelphia bridges for $6 one way with the tractor trailer mm-hmm. and they have the coupons that you could buy the book and have the coupons at discount, or you could pay cash and get your receipt. And the GW bridge was at the time 15 going to 20. The, the Throg's neck was 10. The Verrazano was 20 and you could go through all the tunnels then. I mean, that was even before the first Trade Center bombing wow. in the mm-hmm. basement. You 93, could go, yeah. go through any tunnel with a rig. They wouldn't. Now, you couldn't go through hazardous if you were placarded, but if you were just belt freight, I could go through any tunnel I wanted and just pay the $10 toll to go through the tube and go. Mm. Um, you had so much freedom and liberty to get around. And, and, and you know, you. And like the other guy said on previous shows, I would rather drive five boroughs in New York. I would rather drive Washington, D.C. than to get stuck in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Because a lot. Yeah. Philly has a lot of streets and a lot of alleys yeah. that all of a sudden it's a dead end. Mm-hmm. When you are in New York, when you're down in D.C., if you make a wrong turn, there's always a way to get out of it, to make a turn and a turn and and or, there's always a way to get out of it when you're down in Philly. 
you know how many times you end up backing up blind praying yes i do <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i was uh I, oh, shoot i forget what i think might have been uh delaware ave uh i don't remember maybe richmond uh i, I forget what what road i was on but i i'm going down a road i'm on i'm I'm in a trailer and I've seen other trailers and all that stuff. And I'm like, we're good. But apparently the trailers bail at a certain point. I didn't know that. <laughs> Unbeknownst to you. And I, I wound up coming up to a bridge that I couldn't fit under. And I wound up having to blindside into a, uh, a residential road with like wow. cars on both sides. Just enough space for my trailer to get into. But I was like, well, you know, you live and you learn. Right. And, and a lot of these big bridges now, uh, you know, up in New York, you're talking almost a hundred dollar bill to cross them just one time. You know, that's we're crazy. Before it was 20 bucks. So you have a bad day. You might dump a hundred, 120 bucks in New York. Now, I mean, you could dump a $500 bill there real quick if Jeez. you make the wrong turns. Uh, and in, in, uh, the, the, you know, the Verrazano or the, the, now the Gothels bridge is cheaper, but still, the, the the bridges and and going into new york you know even my first time up there was with a dump trailer hauling uh loads to the roofing company we went bethlehem steel to get the slag out of the slag mill the waste from smelling the the, the iron out of out of out of the rock and everything mm -hmm. and they used to use that on flat roofs they put the insulation down and the the pitch and everything and then they put the slag on top for weight to hold it down so we go up there and back up to a conveyor and dump the load and it, they conveyor it up there and put it in the flat roofs mm. and i'm going through the lincoln tunnel and i'm in the right hand lane like i'm supposed to be but i'm new up there and hey i didn't see the sign but guess what i should have been in the left lane ah uh. and guess what that right hand lane took me down and right over to the overseas terminal and the bus terminal where all of a sudden it's a like a parking garage just full of buses and people and i'm coming down this alley at the bus terminal with this tractor trailer full of slag wow and i'm i'm in the wrong place i guess you were fortunately i was you know buses are in there so you know they're 12 foot 12 six well right. i was only 12 foot so i'm making it under the beams and and I got to the end and I got turned around and I just said, where's the exit? And there was a guard over there and he pointed and I got down to the end and I just saw a cop and I said, I'm lost. Can you point me to this direction? And he just goes, that way. <laughs> and, and I said, thanks. You won't see me again. And, but if you made a wrong turn, you know, back in those early eighties, then threaten us you know lock you up and throw the key away or whatever yeah. and, and uh and then you know at times we were running south state jersey with when they were building route 55 mm -hmm. hauling stone down there and then go down and get cement sand and bring it back up for burke's products and and uh so i'm coming back up i don't know if you know it but 422 comes up off you know off of the school goal mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with that i know but, no, I know. But uh, that bridge over the river, mm -hmm. I blew a tire. Well, it was smoking, so I had to stop. Right. But we were paid 
to change our own tires at the time. We carried spares. We carried the bottle jacks. We carried the lumber to put under so it didn't push it in the blacktop. Man, times have changed. How about it? You know what? I had it down pat. I could change a tire in 20 minutes. And they used to pay us $25 to change a tire. And then when I was done, got back to the yard, I'd give them the blown tire. They'd give me another one on the wheel and slick that in my tire rack and mm-hmm. for the next time. But they pay 25 bucks. So no big deal. 20 minutes to change one out. I did that for years. Well, I get on that bridge there on 422. I didn't get out of the truck. Pennsylvania State Police cars behind me. Mm-hmm. Lady officer, get off my bridge. I can't get off my bridge. I can't. That's explained to her tire. I don't want it to burn or nothing. And uh, she puts her, you know, I get my triangles out. She goes, don't bother with that. She puts her, you know, light beacon lights on and she's behind the trailer. And what are you doing? And I told her. And before I knew it, I'm getting the trailer pumped up. This five foot two young lady goes under my spare tire rack and pulls that 1100 tire out and throws it over to me like it's nobody's brother wow okay and <laughs> she she actually helped me change my tire wow so i got off her bridge in record time <laughs> and you still got paid 25 dollars. there it yeah, is i couldn't believe it she actually helped me change the tire and to you know put the other one on the hub and i'm mm-hmm. putting the jam wedges in and the we had the old dayton wheels mm-hmm. and needless to say you only drove on it a little bit and you stopped to tighten them up and a little bit to tighten them up again to make sure they seat it because if you just tighten them up once and you hit the brakes, it'll spin the wheel and it'll tear the stem right off and you'll have a flat again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyhow, she helped me change that tire. That's cool. Almost as if she's been there before. Yep. <laughs> she's seen this movie. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Wow. You know, like I said, it's That's really cool. Funny things. It is. Every now and you know, recently I drove across the state of Pennsylvania, uh, twice, you know, going to Kentucky, going out, coming back. And I know we recently mentioned on the show about the turnpike uh, prices going up. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Hey. I think I paid a hundred and I think my bill was 117, $117. Wow. Four hours out, hey. four hours back. You know what? The turnpike from Jersey to Ohio is 358 miles with of 80,000 on. It used to cost, 68 bucks to cover that mm. and now it's a 300 dollars bill that's crazy yeah for a that's truck crazy and think of how many times a pit truck crosses yeah. our turnpike yeah in a night yeah tons yep i mean it, it, like and we like, got how many guys can you, go from like east windsor all the way across yeah do you, like you you think about the um the the that website that does the national debt ticker counter you know right. like that's what i picture like chuck, chuck hamill's just sitting there looking at the ticker going ding 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 <laughs> he's like <laughs> uh we need to raise the prices on some of our uh, delivery fees guys <laughs> <That was great. laughs> i mean yeah it's just just unreal the price of that turnpike yeah uh, and it it doesn't for whatever they're doing with the money it doesn't look like we're getting our dollars worth <laughs> yeah you could say that yeah 
It's unbelievable. I mean, I like like I knew that I, I knew it was going to be expensive. I didn't realize how expensive it was going to be mm-hmm. until I think earlier this week or last week we we got the bill. You got the bill, and I was like, and that's what I was thinking too because I know you know obviously you see the sign welcome to pennsylvania but you know my back feels it too it's like welcome to pennsylvania it's like just <laughs> kicking me around and like i said seeing the storms again ohio valley and you start heading out towards illinois and missouri and stuff you know years ago the bumpers what is that that, that I have no my, idea. That was my phone. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I, I heard like, that. I heard it before. I, know I, I wasn't mean. sure. I was like, did I hear something? Okay, but that was a beep. Someone's trying to get a hold of me, but nevertheless, so, um, d- you know, it's, it, we're just recording an audio podcast. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the bumpers and rigs years ago were pure steel, mm-hmm. and the snow would be deep, and you could push snow with the bumper and not tear things up, and you know, steady thirty thirty five nothing over 40 but you could keep it rolling steady and at one gear because and, and you didn't want to shift you wanted to pick a comfortable gear because once you shift if you break traction that you miss the shift you're done that, Forget it. about it. if you're on a slope you're just sliding mm-hmm. don't break traction but we yeah. used to literally the roads weren't plowed you'd see a ditch on that side a ditch on the left on the, and one on the right you just aim for the middle and we'd stay single file and we'd just follow one another straight across we'd never stop and just talk keep the lights on keep evenly spaced no changing lanes or nothing and we'd get through the snows we'd get through the bad storms yeah tornadoes blowing things flying in the air except for monkeys but uh and and even when the hurricanes were coming up along the coast, you know how hard it is to stand up a 36 or a 40-foot dump trailer when the wind's blowing and get your load off before mm. the wind blows you over? And and a lot of times, there's five cylinders to a dump trailer. And usually till you hit the fourth cylinder, the load don't start moving. And then if a clump hangs up in the nose of the trailer, it could be enough to just Top you, over, top, yeah. top you over and i've seen that up at the landfills a lot in different places where guys weren't perfectly level and they stand one up and over it went and uh uh never you know i never laid one over but mm-hmm. when when you got 60 70 80 mile an hour winds and well which way is the wind blowing well it's blowing that way so you back up into the way the wind's blowing and try hope it doesn't change till you get it up and get it down you know and, right and uh just the the you know the, the wind factor you know even is even um uh brian said on the other week when he was here right you know we ran together a few times that crossing the bridges going down 95 that mm-hmm. it was had us all over the place yeah buddy and we were loaded heavy yep but uh Had you that. just never know what it's gonna throw at you and 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 again uh i just go back find an older trucker and become his friend and pick his brain yep yep i heard that so uh you you earlier, before we started recording upstairs, you mentioned about Limerick. And I, 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 want, <laughs> I wanted people to hear this story. So um, anybody who's listening, I live uh, literally a five-minute drive from a nuclear power plant. Uh, I used to do deliveries there, and uh, I, I drive by there every time I'm going to Chick-fil-A. 
And uh, you saw that there you near, go. <laughs> near the, the power plant and you had a little story for us. They fresh, they just built that place and that was 87. Yeah. About 87. And I just back from my bad wreck and all my therapy and stuff. And I start running this tanker gig and after they built the whole system, they flooded all the plumbing with a special dye that not only if there was a hairline uh, fracture in the welds or anything that it would seal it up, that if they'd see it would come through and they could spot the leaks and, and re-weld something or fix something before they fired up for real. So they, I don't know how many millions of gallons it took to flood that whole system for the, the, the steam, the turbines and everything, the cooling towers, but they had it flooded. And then because it had the dye in, they had to pump that stuff off and it had to be hauled away and treated and disposed of. Back into the ground like the other guys? So we were... <laughs> like Love Canal. We were pulling in with our tankers and it's, you'd be there an hour. It, you backed in, they put the hose on you in less than an hour, the seal was put on and off you go. Take it to a water treatment place that would accept it, dump it off and come back empty and get another load and it was around the clock. As long as you had hours, we're shuttling water. And the one night I was there, and it was about three in the morning, and the bare bones crew and the spotlights are on from the electric generators and all. And I just start walking and looking around and looking around and kicking stones and looking at the engineering and just how everything's built and how it all comes together. And whoever thought of something like this? And I'm looking and I start seeing the the crick off the backside that's running down there next to it. And then I'm looking and I start seeing fire hoses, three inch fire hoses. I'm looking and I start seeing portable pumps. I start seeing suction tubes and from the pond that they were loading us out of, they were pumping some of that water with these portable pumps and just running it over the bank down into the creek. And I don't know how long they were doing it. I don't know. For, for whatever reason, or the volume, or but nevertheless, someone saw me and said, driver, get back to your truck. And if you don't stand at your truck and just stay with your truck, you will not be here again. Jeez. They'll call up and they'll say, don't send you anymore. So Wow. And then after that, after they had it fired up, they had us come in there to take some other dirty water out of there. I'm not sure for what, but then when we pulled in there, they actually took us in this cell. I mean, it was a garage door. You pulled in, they shut the door, and you were boxed in. Mm. And they said, now, before you go any further in this facility, we got to completely check your truck. And they checked everything. The cab, they they had bomb sniffers. They had looking for anything, weapons and whatever. And they're, you know, they're afraid that someone's trying to sneak a bomb in and blow the place up. And I warned him, I said, now you can open that barrel, but I wouldn't stick my head in there and shine around with a flashlight. Cause again, if there's anything in there from a previous load, that's still lingering that it ain't purged. If you get poisoned or you die from cyanide, it ain't my fault. Right. And then they start looking. And then they said, Oh, come over here. And they just basically said, uh, take your coat off, take your shoes off. And they just said, hold it, buddy. 
I said, if this is ending up in a strip search, I said, you can keep your water. I'm going home. Well, we got them. Uh-uh. You checked my truck. I said, you can frisk me, but my clothes are not coming off. I said, uh-uh. It's the same line you used with that lot lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, with them lot lizards, though, uh, back in the 80s, a lot of times, they would hide in the truck stops and actually mm-hmm. knocking on doors. And this actually happened not only in Toledo, but it happened at the 77 at Monada Hill there in Hershey. Yeah. Where a bunch of us are there, and all of a sudden, you hear the CB go, raid, raid, and they're trying to catch all the lizards. So, you know, they're running and hiding and right. beating on doors, hide me, hide me. And some, this one, I guess she was blonde. She crawled under a guy's trailer. Guy didn't know it. Guy mm-hmm. was done at the truck stop. He released his brakes and stomps on it to get back on the highway. And guess what? Wow. She became part of the blacktop. Yes, she did. Wow. And, wow. And, uh, that's a rough way to go. It really is. But yeah, like I said, it, it's it's a heck of an industry, isn't it? Yep. Like I said, it it's just wild. And yep. And again, it you know, I told you before, there's smartphones and there's smart cars, but if people are using them stupidly, how smart are they? Right. And 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 it with everyone in a hurry and no thought for anyone but themselves, it, it, it just gets tougher right now. And like I said, I plan on being in it until September of 28 and I might be able to retire then I might mm-hmm. not, but that's my projection of your goal of getting out. And I've already, I'm just short of 4 million miles total with seven different employers. Right. You know, a little over two million with Pitt, and then the rest with the other six. And mm-hmm. but with four million, almost four million miles, it's 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 it. I still enjoy it, but it's getting on the old side, right? Um, you know, it's like that trip down to Martin Martinsburg the other winter. Martinsburg is two and three quarter hours down, two and three quarter back on dry payment. Three if you're taking your time. Yep. And it took me three and a quarter down when that snow broke loose. Mm -hmm. And it took me seven and a half hours to go 173 miles. And I know my my chain was rattled when I got back. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and nights where they, you know, I'm running all over. I, I ran to York. I ran back home, and then I ran to Baltimore, and then they say, oh, go to Hazleton. So you run up to Hazleton, mm-hmm. and they go, grab an empty and go home. Right. It's snowing. It just ain't little snowing. It's snowing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an hour and a half ride from Hazleton to Allentown. Three hours later, yep. two minutes left on my clock for my drive time. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Three-hour ride empty for 78 miles. Yep. That is the life of a road driver. And Line haul, I should say. And, you know, years ago, when I was young through the 80s, I 
up to 85. At the time I had that wreck with the deer, mm-hmm. I threw chains on when I had to. Since 85 and back from my accident, I haven't thrown a set of chains. If, and to the point, if it needs chains, then I'll wait for it to clear. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't do that no more. I heard that. It's understood. I know how. Been there, done that. Not no more. Hmm. Amen, brother. But thoughts or things you want to know or... No, I, I listen. I think I think this was a great conversation. It I was. think it was. It was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, you know, yeah, I just had fun. It was fun having you on and and chatting again. Yep. Well, have fun in Boston. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going with you. <laughs> no, no. I, I got I got a whole team of guys that I bring. Uh, it, it's um, it, we. We're the crazy boys. There you go. <laughs> Shore if, reference. Yes, sir. If I went to Boston, I would call up a bunch of Marines I served with, and I'd make sure there were a bunch of Marines with me. But, nah, like, no. Like, I'll be honest with you. Not alone. I ain't going to Boston. No. That just, like, I don't it, care who's going along. That ain't my gig. Yeah, well. That just ain't my gig. It's You're talking to a guy who, in the beginning of October, Slept in the Daniel Boone National Forest looking for monsters. There you so, go. <laughs> this is what I do. Think, think, you think Jackson will go with you? Oh, yeah, he will. <laughs> he will. My, my, his son, my brother, he's like my my right-hand man. Of course he's going to go. Like, like he, he was supposed to go to Kentucky, and I, I felt like I was missing half of myself when I went without him. Yeah. So, yeah. All I can tell you, if you pull over and it makes a noise or you see a light flickering in the woods... Go in that direction. Leave. <laughs> Get back in your car. It's been nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, well, you that's know, a, it's like like Jaws. So yeah. long, a you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I I, pro- I mean, listen. If I die because of this kind of stuff, there's worse ways to die. There's worse ways to die. Do you understand how legendary that would be? Can I ask you something? <laughs> wow. Na- name me one. What worse ways? I don't. Well, cancer's worse. If something, I don't know. If something picks you apart while you're alive and starts sucking it out, okay. Of you so while you're, you're talking still of, alive. All right, that's the, yeah. That, sure, that that's that's awful. But think about how legendary that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, you, you got to understand. I'm a, I'm a little you know screw. A few screws uh, loose, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I I um yeah no I I think you know I think if, <laughs> it's the place I'm going. You know, <laughs> if I had to face a mach- face a machine gun nest and take it out for your sake here back at home, I'd have done it in a heartbeat. But face one of them creatures? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, so 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 the the uh, term "curiosity killed the cat" goes "curiosity killed Tony." Yeah, yeah, yeah that, exactly. that's that's one hundred percent going to happen one day for right. sure. I uh, just hope that my kids are old enough to remember Dad. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll tell them stories. Tell them stories about how crazy I was. <laughs> And once oh, upon a time, he was a famous podcaster, and now he's dead because he's dumb. Right. <laughs> we'll let him know. Yeah. Randy, it was good having you on the show, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It was a blast. Thank you so much for coming in.
Well, that's the show, everybody. We really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. We don't care where, how you share the show. You can get a bumper sticker, a bunch of stickers of Hammer Lane logo and put it on people's cars. I don't care if you do that in the Walmart parking lot or at JCPenney. It doesn't matter to me. Just share the show. Share it with people in the text message. Take the link. Share it to everybody, especially people you don't like. Spam the hell out of their inbox with the link to this show until they click play and everybody's happy. We recorded the intro together, but then our in-studio guest guests showed up and we had to stop recording and then me and my dad forgot to record the outro so it's just me by myself here alone but it's okay because i know what i'm doing right right okay until next week friends keep the hammer down in the hammer lane